0: Duffy, certified coach and founder of A Mindful Journey. Welcome to Aligned and Awakened, the podcast. I believe that our circumstances don't create our destiny, our choices do. Aligned and Awakened features heartfelt stories from women who inspire me. Each of these women has used adversity to find their power and lead a purposeful life through their command of choice. Come listen with me wake up and be inspired to make change in your own life. Your journey to awakening your inner truth starts now. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited to have my guest here today, Certified Identity Coach for Moms, Crystalline Godek.
1: Hi, Crystalline. Hi, Reese, thanks so much for having me. You are
0: so welcome. I have to tell you, as the mother of four boys, I am so excited for this conversation today and for this episode because I know so many moms have so many questions and so many issues with feeling like they're spreading themselves really thin and trying to be the yes. best mom, trying to be there for themselves, really practicing self-love. And in a lot of cases, working also, so much going on and so much to dig into. So what I'd love to start with is for you to introduce yourself to everyone.
1: Sure. So hi, guys. My name is crystalline Godek. I am a certified identity coach for moms. And primarily, I help busy, overwhelmed moms put themselves on and at the top of their to-do list and boost their self-confidence.
0: I love that. I love that. It's so needed. It really is. I I think in a lot of cases, there's a lot of guilt attached to motherhood. And I think as women in general, we have been conditioned to believe that we have to put everyone's needs before our own. And I feel so strongly about just getting the word out there that that is a limiting belief. That is a false belief. I don't know where it came from, but it's not true. <laughs> Stop putting yourself last. Yeah. Yes. So, all right, before we get going, I love to ask the question, what got you aligned and awakened in your life?
1: So I love this question. For those of you who don't know me, which is maybe no one listening to this podcast, I am a mother of two. So I have a 15-year-old and a three-year-old. So really big gap in between there. And I like to say that I'm on my second round of motherhood, if you will. I was joking with a friend last night and saying that I will have children. I'll be raising children in my home for 30 years (laughs) of my life. 30 years, right? And so I think what got me aligned and awakened was When my husband and I started talking about having a second child together and the overwhelming fear that came over me that I would lose myself in motherhood again, because with my first round of motherhood, it was all about that beautiful little boy and just pouring every ounce of myself into him and into my job so that I had the security to raise him. and. It took me six years to start to find myself again. He was six years old, and I started to create this life outside of motherhood. And I was just terrified that all of the ground that I had made in terms of finding my identity again was going to be lost with another child. I could just see myself going down that road. And I think that's where I really became aligned with what do I, how do I want to combat that? And that's when I enrolled in a coaching certification program, a year-long intensive program. I walked into the first day of training, eight months pregnant. Wow. (laughs) Because I was committed to having an identity in addition to motherhood. I knew what I loved to do and I didn't want to lose that part of me but I also really wanted to have another baby and I would love the motherhood part, but I also love the career side of crystalline. And so to be able to really intentionally take a step that would allow me to have both was incredibly important to me. And so I feel like that was my aligned and awakened moment.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that answer. And I love you sharing that story because it reminds people that you can have both. You can have it all. And what I'm hearing you say is that pause actually gave you the time to reflect and realize that there was a way to bridge the gap and to have it all, to have motherhood and to have your identity and something in your life that was yours, that was about you, that fulfilled you. That's yeah, that's great. That's great. And, you know, it's interesting because... When I found out, and I think I shared this with you when we were talking before recording, but when I found out that Kevin had ALS and was given about three to five years to live and my older three, who are triplets, would be leaving for college, obviously not right away when we found out, but when I was reflecting on, on our situation after things had calmed down a little bit, I, in a very different and for a different reason, had sort of the same thing I identify myself as a mom and I identify myself as a wife. I don't have anything really that can't be taken away and is just mine. And it's interesting because that's when I, at the worst time of my life, I was taking care of a sick husband, raising four kids, had a small business uh, that I ran from home, nothing to do with coaching or with what I really was here to do, in my opinion. And I just went for it. Same thing. You were eight months pregnant. I was in the midst of craziness and I just went for it. So I love that and can completely relate, can completely relate to what you must have been feeling.
1: Well, I think that sometimes those moments, and maybe that's what your podcast is all about. Like there's a gift in those moments where you really reflect and start to question, where do I go from here? And I think a lot of moms wait until their kids head off to school. You know, they think they have to delay their dreams for when their children enter elementary school and they get a little more time back or when they move out of the home and they become empty nesters. And what often happens is they become empty nesters and their entire identity was wrapped up in that child that now has started their own life in college. And they don't know what to do with their time. They don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. And they become isolated um, and depressed. And at that point, they feel like it's too late. And I think a couple things, it's not too late. Obviously, it's never too late. But if we can create space for our own identity throughout our journey of motherhood, it allows us to really just blossom or flourish when we get to that point where the kids have moved out to start their life.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Growing up, my mother had this saying on her bathroom wall and it was called the station. And Mm -hmm. I read it many times. I remember, and I never understood what it meant until I grew into an adult and started living it. Because what it meant was that you were always going to be arriving at the station. So it was like, well, when, you know, when I have the kids then my life will start and then it's like well when my kids are out of nursery school or you know preschool and I don't have to pay for it then things will really happen then I'll buy myself that car and then and then it's like well you know after college then I don't have to work and we're always putting off living And we're always waiting to arrive at the station. And I think what you and I have learned and exactly what this podcast is about is that sometimes it's things happening to us and we just go for it for you and I at the worst times in our life. So I think it's a reminder that life is happening now and that maybe you didn't have that moment, that thing that happened to you that caused you to just go for it. And this podcast and my experience and my guest experience, I hope, inspire and empower women to go after whatever it is that they want, even though they're not in a situation where it's so urgent.
1: Yeah. And I would totally agree with that statement. Like life is happening now. A lot of times the clients I'm working with are feeling just heavy and overwhelmed and they feel like they don't have any time and they don't know how they would carve out the time, but that's the perfect time to decide to pick something for you. Because when you're just overwhelmed with motherhood specifically, and I know there are people who were born to just be moms and that is their heart and their soul. And I will say there's a part of me that was born to be a mom, but I have always really wanted to be someone who chased their career too. And Call me a fool to think that I can have it both, but that's what I'm going for. And I think that there are moms that motherhood is really difficult for them. It's really difficult and it's very overwhelming. And those are generally the moms that have a desire for something else, too. You can have it, doesn't have to be either or. There's an and. Yes. Bridge it with an and. And so I can be a great mom and have a career. I can be a great mom and volunteer with my time. I can be a great mom and I can, I don't know, create a little business on the side. And I think that a lot of times we feel like, well, I don't know how I could juggle that. I'm barely juggling what I have right now. And it takes a lot of intention and planning. And we might get into that, I'm sure. Sure.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's so important for moms to realize that there's no right, wrong, good, bad. And I think when we remove those from beliefs that we hear or believe or have experienced with people around us, whether it's culture, society, family, whomever, when we remove those and we really latch on to wanting it all and understanding that When you're caring for yourself, you're teaching your children that it's important to care for themselves. When you're working a full-time job or doing whatever it is that you love, you're showing your kids that there's fulfillment in life too, and that you can create it, and you can have both, and you can have what you want. And So, I think that it's really about perspective. It's really shifting Mm -hmm. and changing people's minds because we're just stuck in this belief that to be a good mom, you have to be 100% devoted. And that's the definition of a good mom. And that's not true.
1: Well, it's so total. I absolutely 100% agree with what you said. And if you think about it, we learn how to be a mother by watching our mothers. Yes hopefully, you know, the people who are lucky enough to have moms who are present, right? But we learned what that might look like by watching our moms or maybe going over to friends' houses and seeing how their moms interacted and and parented them. And so that's our basis of perception. And when you challenge that perception or you seek out relationship with other moms and understand how they're doing motherhood, it opens up this whole realm of possibility that allows you to go huh like the way my mom did it doesn't have to be the way i did it and you're right like in that same example i learned how to be a mom by watching my mom and i'm teaching my children how to be a parent by them watching me now i don't have girls i've got two boys but i'm very aware that their limitations can be heavily influenced by what they see through me wow. and i don't and i don't want to be the mom that's like you can be anything you want to be like you can grow up to be an astronaut or have your own business or whatever, and then them watch me settle into an easy life. I want them to see me chasing my dreams so that they know that it's okay to chase theirs or that it's possible to chase theirs. Yeah, exactly what you said.
0: I love that. I love that because it's the old saying, kids listen more to what we do than Mm -hmm. what we say. It's really important and really important that we take a look at what are we being the example of in our own lives, because it's a lot of how they're taught. So I think it's really important. All right. So I have some questions that I want to get into because I know. Even for myself, I have some clients who are busy moms, who are empty nesters and feeling like, now what? So I'm sure that there's many, many, many women out there who are experiencing the same situation. So let's start with advice for a busy mom who is looking to reclaim her identity and just feeling like, You've got to be kidding, Larice and Crystal and you think like I've got the, all these kids and how am I supposed to find the time or even the knowing of my identity or where I can spare some extra time to even figure it out? What do you say to those people?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of things there. Obviously, with the time, like we often forget that we are 100 percent in control of our time. So we are the ones that decide what we say yes to and what we say no to, what we put on that to-do list, what we decide to reject and say, "Eh, I don't have time for that. And a lot of times I'll do an exercise with my clients where they evaluate how do you spend your time right now? And I'll make them go to the uncomfortable place of how much time are you spending scrolling on social media? How much time are you spending worried about your house being perfectly clean or what have you, you know, you've really got to identify like, what are your priorities? And then how do you build your life around those priorities? It's the big rocks theory, right? Like the big rocks in my life, the most important things in my life should have time on my calendar first. And so I think that's definitely um, the first thing is stop and take a look at how are you spending your time? And then identify what can you say no to? What what can you get rid of off your plate? And a lot of times moms are like, well, I can't, I have to do that. Okay, well, tell me why, why do you have to do that? We really struggle as moms to ask for help. And a lot of times, I liked the one that kind of sucker punches a lot of people is a lot of times our pride gets in the way. We want to show everybody around us that we can do it alone. And maybe we had a mom that was a super mom and she did it all alone. And so we feel obligated to carry the load ourselves. But I think asking for help is the first way to get some time back in your day. And maybe that looks like delegating things out to your children, sitting down, having a house meeting and looking at all the tasks that you have on your to-do list and figuring out who can take some of those things off of it, figuring out what you want to get rid of altogether. Like if you hate cleaning toilets, how can you budget money to have someone come into your home and clean toilets once or twice a month yes. so that you don't have to do it? You know, like really consider how are you spending your time? What's What are some things that you can get rid of to make time for yourself? And I think that's really important in terms of the, I don't have time. I'm going to say excuse which may, may seem a little bit. No, I love there. that. No, call um, it out. Call it out. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, we all have the same number of hours in the day and we choose what we do with it. And so make some space for yourself. Yeah. Make some space for yourself. It's so important. It will help you overflow and give back to your kids. We all talk about the proverbial self-care cup. And I like to say, it's not about trying to keep that cup from going empty. It's about how do I get that cup so full that it's overflowing onto my children, and my family and my friends and what I do in my, my work role. How do we give from a place of overflow? So that I think is, first of all, evaluate your time. I think the other thing is in terms of reclaiming your identity, figuring out what is it that you miss about your old life?
0: Oh.
1: What is it? Is it, is it sleep? Yeah, that's a big one for me, right? (laughs) I have a toddler. Is it freedom to be able to like go take off and go shopping one weekend? Is it social time with your friends? Is it your body? There's a lot of things that we give up as moms when we go into motherhood, and then understanding like what's the impact of not having that thing in your life. And so, like, let's just go with the body example. Like, if not having the energy to keep up with your kids is something that, first of all, you miss your old body. You miss the energy that you had. Like, what is it about that body? Is it, I felt great in my clothes. I had a lot more energy. Okay, then how different would your life be if you could get that back? And like really lean into what would that mean for you? Does that mean that you can chase your kids? Does that mean that you get to show and be the example for your kids that you live an active, healthy life? Does it mean Sunday bike rides? What does it mean for you? And does it mean that you feel more attractive and so you're able to connect with your husband and not push him away? What does that body piece mean to you? And then exploring, okay, well, what are some possibilities to make time to get that back? Is it, I'm going to eat differently. I'm going to just drink more water. I'm going to carve out two walks a week, whatever it is. And then really, really be intentional about finding the space to do that and reminding yourself when you don't want to get up and go walk or you start to feel the mom guilt, what it means for your kids and for your life and for your family for you to reclaim that body. So it's always going back to what does it mean for you? What does it mean for them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's a few things I want to hit on with what you just said that which is gold You can combine too. like I I would hear you saying is if you're looking to not take away time from your kids, but you're concerned about your energy, go for a bike ride with your child. Right. Walk around the track with your child. Go have a basketball game, even if you're terrible with your child. You know, I have four boys, too. So I get that. And the other thing I wanted to touch on was when you used the word excuse. And I think that what I want people to hear is that's not judgment. That's right. true help. So when you're calling out words like that, Tracy Litt, who is amazing, terms a phrase, excuses are lies we tell ourselves so we're not the ones to blame. And I mm. love that quote because it's so true. We want to find a way to feel like a victim rather than find a way to find a solution and to be the, you know, empowered person in our life. And I think it's so important to really get clear and to know that this isn't about judgment. I've been there too. There have been times that I've had to say, no, this is a me problem. I need to own this and I can change it. And I'm going to be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And so when you use the word excuse, I think bravo, because we need to really ask ourselves Where are we just making excuses in our life and not getting the life that we really, really want? Another thing that you said that lit up for me was guilt. And I think it's another interesting word because I think that we really have to ask ourselves if guilt is really more selfishness. I'll share a little story. I had one of my sons who was not making the grades in college that we agreed upon. So I made him pay for half of his fall semester, his following semester. And he said, well, gee, mom, that seems like a a lot for me. How am I supposed to do this? And really? And I said, really? And I said, because I love you enough for you to be mad at me right now or upset with me. Because I know that this is what you need. And one day you will thank me for it. And I'm okay that until then, you think I'm being mean. And I think that that's a moment where we really have to say, I'm willing to take this on. I'm not going to be selfish enough to just keep paying for you where you don't recognize the investment that this is and you're not appreciating it and really working your hardest. It would be selfish of me to take that lesson away from you. And I think that a lot of moms turn it into guilt. I think we can change the thought about guilt as selfishness and really recognize it as something we're doing for our child, not to our child.
1: Oh, OK. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There is an amazing, gosh, I think it was like a Oprah talk, but she did it with Glennon Doyle. And it was called first, the pain then the rising. And there's a very specific part in there where she talks about how moms have the wrong job description. We think that we are here to protect our children. And when we protect them from really hard things, like the lesson of, okay, if you are not going to put your best effort forward in college, then you're going to need to come in and pay for half of it. And she talks about like, we're just almost like a bubble. We want to go around and protect them because we don't want them to have to face really hard things. But if we were to ask mothers, what do you want your child? What are some characteristics that you want for your child when they grow up to be an adult? And a lot of times we'll say, we want them to be kind. We want them to be loving. We want them to be resilient. Well, you don't build resilience as a child, by being protected from all the hard things. You have to face hard things to build resilience. And so in the example that you just gave, you're allowing him to build resilience and learn from situations. And I really believe that like that, those are some of the most important things that we can teach our children by not protecting them from everything and allowing them to learn from situations. Because the reality is when they move out of our home, no one's going to sit there with that plastic bubble around them. Yes. They're going to face hard things, right? Yes. And, and if they build the skill set to the resilience to be able to get back up right. and keep going, then if they don't build it, they're not going to get back up. Exactly. They're going to sit there on the floor stuck. But if we teach them, if we don't, if we allow them to have those hard things, then they're going to have the resilience to get back up and march forward.
0: Yes. I love
1: that. Yeah. yeah. What a great example.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and it's not going to be so far into them. They're not going to be sucker punched like the term you used earlier by like, well what is this, you know? I think that they will be prepared and we are raising adults, we're not raising children and I think it's really important to remember that. I share a lot with my clients too that, you know, when my kids were little and I don't know if they do this in school all over, but where I live, when my kids were little, Every time a student in the class did something kind or, 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 or a nice thing for another student or whatever it was, they would get a marble in the jar. There was nothing that happened except for the marble went in the jar. When the jar was filled, the class got an ice cream party or a pizza party or whatever. And I always share with my clients that that's always how I looked at myself as a mother, that A lot of things I had to do was just a marble in the jar and that the pizza party was when they were older or even, and I had college students, but even older than that. And they can reflect back and say, you know what, mom, thanks for making me pay for half of my school. I would have never gotten the grades had you not. Thank you for punishing me when I was really making some bad choices or Kind of made me reflect or kind of own my responsibility in who I am. And so it's like those moments of reminding your kids that it's a choice. My son just got so- shoulder surgery. And before we went for the shoulder surgery, he said to me, oh, this is going to be awful. I'm going to be in such a bad mood. And I said, oh, that'll be a choice. (laughs) That will be your choice to be Mm -hmm. in a bad mood. So if you choose to, then just know that you've decided that because you could also choose to really marinate in this time that you have that you're not playing sports because he plays three sports and really kind of get connected to something different or really get excited about using this time to do something that um, you've never done before. You're going to have a lot of free time that you never had before. That could be really exciting, but it's your choice how you're going to decide to look at it and what you're going to do about it. And he started laughing. I think if, if his laughter were words, it would have said, you got me because... Yes. It's the truth. It's a choice. We get to decide, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't feel sad for a little bit, like, ah, I'm going to miss basketball season. And of course you should feel those feelings, but then decide, but then choose what you're going to do with it from there.
1: Yeah. Accepting the situation that you're in and deciding what you want to do with it.
0: Yeah. Just deciding. I think decision making, choosing is the biggest piece In all of this, whether it's mothering or not, it's really deciding that our circumstances don't create our destiny. Our choices do. And every day we get
1: to choose. Well, and I would also say alongside that, like sometimes when you're in the thick of motherhood, you don't feel like you have choices. And you always have choices. And oftentimes the choice that a lot of us make is to do nothing. And doing nothing is A choice. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. That's so
1: good. The choice to stay stuck. I mean, that's a choice. Yes. Yes. And so, really, really dig into that. If you feel stuck, look around, brainstorm what are the possibilities? What are the other options? Even if they feel far fetched right now, what choices do you have? Yeah. And so, like you just instilling in your children that you always have a choice.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. All right. My next question that I think is really important is where can a mom begin whose last child, you know, has gone off to college? Maybe they have an only child and that child is gone now. And now she's sitting there saying,
1: who am I? Where does she start? That's such a good question. (laughs) I almost got like this excitement in me. It's like, oh my gosh, like the world is her oyster, right? And she's probably thinking, oh, my gosh, what do I do? So it's just a different perspective. But I think just really spending some time in reflection and identifying what is it that you love? What did you love while you were raising your kids? What did you love before them? What did you long to do when they were little, but you felt like, oh, I can't do it yet? like really sit and reflect and marinate on those questions. And if nothing comes up, go out and start trying, go seek out what it is that you love. And you can do that without spending a a dollar. Like you can go out and give your time and volunteer at different organizations and go on this journey of exploration almost. What do I want to do? And just start to make little tiny notes in your mind of, oh, I like that. I don't like that. And then that will help you sort of navigate a path towards wherever you're supposed to do, no matter what you try, it's not going to be the wrong thing. It'll lead you to wherever you're supposed to be eventually.
0: Oh, that's such a good answer. Absolutely. There's a quote that I posted in the past, and it's go out and try something new and suck at it we're also afraid to not be good at something or to try something and not succeed but that's in order to get to that success we just have to we just have to start and we just have to try i was in paris recently and my girlfriend was like oh so and so sent me a an email saying that there's a lot of the pharmacies had a lot have a lot of really good products in france we should try them. So I'm like, okay. So we have one of them in our hand. And I said to her, should we get it? And she said, yeah. And I said, what if we don't like it? And she said, what if we do? And I said, I love that answer. Yes. And we both bought it. It was so good. It was a little expensive. That's why I was, you know, like, oh, should we get it? But right. What if we do? And that's wonderful. And exactly to what you're saying, like, Just go out there and try things. And you never know where trying one thing might lead you to the thing. So it's like just starting. It's just get into action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Make the choice. Make the decision to just do something and get intentional about it. Like intentionality. I mean, going back to the very beginning when I talked about what it, what, Really aligned and awakened me. It was intention. It was the intention that I wanted to keep a piece of my identity. And so, if you really, really want that for yourself, you have to be intentional about it. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to put some work behind it. Sure. But I promise you, it will make your life more well rounded. It'll make you happier. It'll help you show up as a happier mom for your kids. A happier wife yeah. with your husband. Like it affects every single aspect of your life.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So as we wrap up, Crystaline, what is one piece of advice? What is one last piece of advice that you would love to share with our moms that are listening today?
1: I think the advice would be to be kind to yourself, give yourself grace. Your motherhood journey doesn't have to look like the mom next door's or your best friend's or even your mother. It gets to be yours and yours alone. And think about what you really want for your kids. And I, I live by these two things. I want my children to grow up and know that they are loved unconditionally. No matter what, I will love them and that includes if you make a mistake and that that's the second one mistakes are okay. Uh, like it's okay to go out and make a mistake. Hopefully you're not doing it intentionally, but if you are, like let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation and then I want you to learn from that mistake and so really think about what do you want for your kids? What do you when they move out of your home, what do you hope that they will carry with them? And how do you give them that? Not the latest iPhone, not the biggest adventure that you can take them on, although those are great to have experiences with them. But what do you really want them to move on into adulthood with? And how do you just focus on giving them that and know that that is absolutely enough?
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Absolutely enough. Yes. And you know what? I just want to add one other thing. Let's change the term mistakes and call them growth spurts. Let's do yeah. that. <laughs> Let's yeah. do that. So good. Oh, this has been so fun. And I really think so needed and so helpful to so many women out there that our moms, whether with young kids or older kids, because they all have their challenges um, and we need to remind each other that you need to put you first, exactly what you said. You need to be kind to yourself. You need to give yourself grace and stop comparing yourself to other mothers because they are on a different journey. So yes. bravo, bravo. Where can our listeners find you, Crystalline?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. If you want to connect with me, my website is heartoverheadcoaching.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at HOHcoaching. Amazing. Yay!
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your insight. I really appreciate it. Reach out to her, find her, follow her. (laughs) And thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: If you loved what you heard today, I would be so grateful if you hit subscribe and leave a review. For more inspiration, find me on Instagram at... A mindful journey. LD. I love being part of your everyday journey.